Hey, what's up, guys? It's your host, Anime Nerd. And I know it's been a while since I post, so I figure today's the perfect day. It's a beautiful Sunday in San Diego, California. Might as well go ahead and hit up my fans with, you know, my manga review of My Hero Academia. So I'm down two weeks, so I'm going to go ahead and do Chapter 201 and 202 review. And as well as in another podcast, I'm going to dedicate that to Promise Neverland and what's going on there. And my prediction on for each chapter that's going on. But before I start off, I want to say thank you to all my fans, everybody who pretty much been here from the start of my podcast to now. As you guys know, I'm getting close, approaching the 5,000 listener total. So that's pretty impressive to me. I am very, very grateful for everybody who keeps tuning in and listening to my podcast. It started off as a fun thing to do, and I still love it. And now I realize it's becoming an everyday lifestyle for me. So October numbers are a little bit down only because I know I haven't been producing as much because of my vacation and everything else that's going on. But now I'm going to get back on that grind and focus and hit that reset button to keep on producing content, giving you guys information and going to work on my news updates and everything else. So further ado, you know, grab some water, grab something to eat because I'm about to go ahead and drop this My Hero Academia pretty much, you know, chapter review. So hopefully you guys enjoy. All right. Peace. All right, you guys. So I promise to you guys I will be giving you guys a chapter review of My Hero Academia um, Chapter 201 and 202 since they both came out around the time I was on my little vacation. I didn't really get a chance to go over it. So pretty much the main thing that you want to take from 201 is Class 1B is victorious in the second round winning 4-0. Pretty much, they pretty much had a clean sweep on Class 1A team from earlier, but we're going ahead. So, give you guys a little synopsis. So, Momo threw the cannon between Suka attack. Much to Suka's surprise, Momo aimed the cannon at the wall that Manga had previously created with his quirk and fired an object, uh, object over it. Suka landed a powerful hit with her big fist, making it it spanned just as it as just as Mo, just as it hit Momo. Sorry, guys. As where Fumikage chased after Shinhai, who has managed to capture Yuga, Manga produced the katana blowing grinding, whatever you guys want to say, which bounces into Fumikage as he is distracted by mushroom growing on him. Fumikage come across Turu, who is entirely covered by the mushroom. Fuma Cage realized that Class 1B team is extremely strong and that in order to stand a chance of winning, he and the other members of the Class 1A team must locate their opponent. Fuma Cage then noticed the object, object that Momo shoots over the wall and flies towards it using Black Angel, Black Fallen Angel, which, in case you guys didn't know, Black Fallen Angel is Fuma Cage, pretty much Black Shadow covering and surrounding him, and pretty much Fuma Cage is using him as a wing pretty much, to fly, which is pretty cool, which I figure, you know, he's a bird type. It's kind of weird that he didn't fly, but he learned that while he was training under Hawk. In case you guys haven't known in the previous chapter, Fuma Cage um, did a little mentorship at Hawk Place and pretty much pick up a, quite a few things from Hawk. 
Moving on and along. Uh, so Fuma Cage then notice the wall, then flies towards it, using Black Angel, Black Fallen Angel, while holding Toru. Dark Shadow grabbed the ejector, which has Yazuro Lucky Bag written on it. On the ground, Shinhai returns to Kaneko. Then he has successfully put Yuga in jail. Kaneko uh, compliments him on his success and suggests that they take the initiative to attack 118 together since that they have kept their location hidden pretty much. So pretty much 1A, Class 1A is pretty much struggling to um, to beat Class 1B. Shanghai questioned King Kanoko's conclusion and he noticed Fumike's heading straight towards them. With the help of some infrared goggles that were in Momo's bag, because you guys know Momo can create stuff and I gotta admit, her ability to create stuff is pretty amazing to me. I never seen someone who could do something like that, and that's a pretty good and useful quirk. Even though the only way she can make her quirk is more exposed. If it was a guy, if Momo was a guy, don't get me wrong. Since guys don't have no problem, you know, can easily wear shirts top off or whatever you guys want to say it. I feel like her quirk would have been even better because, you know, she don't have to worry about covering her lady beats and anything. And guys would only have to worry about probably be down to the underwear and that would be fine. But because today's society, you know, not everybody are comfortable with woman parts flying around. So I feel bad for her because her, her quirk is so strong, but it's only so much she can do and limit it to it. And if I would have had that quirk, who knows? Probably I would have been able to take down Class 1B. That's just saying. I had a quirk. Now, not knocking her because she is one of my favorite characters in My Hero Academia just because she's smart and her quirk can pretty much make anything, which that's pretty much amazing Like to me. Think about all the, all the stuff that you can make just using her quirk. But anyway... We're going to go right back into it. So Fumikage locate this um, 1B student, Toru, who is able to remove the mushroom growing from her using a fungicide spray that was also in the bag and is able to ambush Manga by remaining invisible. Fumikage attacked the 1B student with Black Anak Sabbath. This already Kanoko and Shinhai. Shinhai looks from somewhere dark to high, but Fumikage captured him within his cloak. Tori fights Manga being able to land multiple hits without issue due to her invisibility. And by the way, Toru and her invisibility is one of the, probably the most underrated ability ever because she could easily do stealth op and the enemy will never know she's there only because she's invisible and it'll be hard to hide. Even though we don't see her physically because you don't know what she looked like, just knowing that her skills can go that way is pretty impressive. And it shows how dangerous she could be as she gets stronger. Suddenly, Fumikage began to cough due to a fungus that Kanoko has caused to grow within his windpipe. In the viewing area, Nieto commented that Fumikage and Nito, however you guys say it, you guys know it. Fumikage should have not Kanoko unconscious because while she is not a strong fighter. Her quirk is still to be feared. Isuka grabs Toro in one of her fists while holding Momo in the other in a cannon. Isuka remarks 
to herself that we should emerge victorious in her fight. Momo was still able to execute a highly thought-out plan and thus does not actually feel that she won. With all of the members of Class 1A subdued, they are taken into their prison, granting Class 1B their first victoria in the joint training exercise. So, as you guys can see, in Chapter 201, Class 1B, even though it was almost pushed to the back of the corner due to Momo's ability to give him an infrared night vision goggle and antifungal spray, which is smart because I'm pretty sure a lot of people wouldn't think of that in the middle of the fight, but she did. Uh, it was still no match against Class 1B team, who I have to give it to them. They earned the right to pretty much win this this whole entire fight. So Team 1A took the first one in the second round. 1B took it, which I figured 1B would have probably took it to begin with because they're going to try to make it fair. They don't want to seem like, you know, Class 1, 1A is just full of all strong and 1B is just full of, like, subpar people because and if you think about each class, how particular quirks are pretty powerful. And anyway, so on and so forth. So you got to kind of keep that in mind. Um, in Chapter 202, it was just uh, match three, uh, pretty much. So this is the third round of the joint exercise. Kazuki shows a form of concern to Izuku in regards to one for all. And in case you didn't know who Kazuki is, Kachan. You know, or Bakio, however you want to say it. Uh, Azuku tells Kachan that he would unintentionally use one for all during the UA, that when he used unintentionally used one for all during the UA Sports Festival, a flashback revealed that Toyo Fire Quirk was stronger than Endeavor. These are kind of some of the major points of the manga that happened. It was stronger than Endeavor Hellflame, but he inherited right, um, his mother's weakness. Uh, situation, whatever you want to say. Endeavor mentioned training Toya, but an unknown event occurred that had stopped. But anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and break down chapter 202 of my own, because I use, actually use Wikia to kind of go over the review, and then I like to give over my idea of what happened in the chapter of it. So we're going to go on right along ahead to Chapter 202, the third set of the fight, which was a really good chapter overall, actually. I enjoyed it for the, what it is. It was really good. Kind of showed kind of insight more on Endeavor and Toyoroki. Uh, well, Shoto. And it came to me thinking that they really, Shoto really have probably the most character development other than Deku, who is the main character. Because you, when you first saw Shoto, he was more like... Uh, protagonist uh you know he just only want one thing and that was just to not accept his father to him slowly accepting who he is because he is part of endeavor's son but he also his mother child so he did accept using fire and ice and you kind of see him as the show progressed you kind of see him slowly changing to be one of the best and before i get into chapter 202 i just want to say Shoto to me is probably one of them. It's still the strongest character. Yeah, he lost in the UA Sports Festival, but in actuality, he would have probably had won and be able to beat, you know, Kachan. I know some of you Kachan fans are probably like, oh my goodness, 
what are you talking about, anime nerds? You don't know what you're talking about. But hear me out, though. Like, think about it. Shoto's kind of was holding back. Same as Deku, in a way, because Deku technically is stronger than everybody if he used all my, you know, 100% all the way. Easy, clean, sweet. But Shoto is the next in line and is able to pretty much fight with the power of ice and fire. And it's kind of like an icy hot kind of thing, which is pretty cool. And that's a deadly combo. And if he learned how to fuse them two together, like maybe fire ice, that would be kind of a dope behind move that no one ever seen. But anyway, so pretty much the the fight, uh, what happened with uh, Team 1B and 1A on the second round was pretty much wrapped up and it was going over it. And so All Might came to talk to Midoriya about the dreams that he, if he had any dreams, and he was going to go talk to Gran Torino about, you know, if his master had dreams like that um, previously. Because, you know, Deku was having dreams and everything like that for the most part of it. And, you know, All Might, he also had one. And he also wanted to know if his master had one, too. So, moving along, right along ahead of it, Kacha came and was asking Deku if he was okay, like I had read earlier, for the most part of it. And then once he was like, yeah such and such, then that's when the next fight was going to begin. So the third fight is for Team 1B. It's Tetsu, Tetsu 2, uh, Tetsu, Tetsu, I'm just going to call him that. Jozo Haniku, Shin Kariba, and Pony Toristori. Can never say it uh, for the most part. And then you got, you got, you know, Team 1A characters who are pretty much Pretty good on those. But yeah, the fight then continue. You got Toroki. Everybody knows Toroki or Shoto. And then who else you got? What's what's the president's name? Sorry guys. I cannot for the life of me remember the president's name. And oh. It's Ida. You got Ida Toroki. Then you got Mizo or Shoji Shoji. I'm just gonna call him Shoji. And Ojiro. So those are the team from one. A and they're about to fight team um, the one B team, which is going to be a pretty interesting fight. But I kind of figured this is going to be a clean sweep of it because they're both pretty much pretty much this is team this is one A's powerhouse for se. That's all I got to say. They're the powerhouse. Anyway, they show a flashback of Shoto's that when he was like, "Don't run away from me. Don't run away from yourself." Stand up, quit pretending that you're so frail. And you can see Endeavor was mad. This is when Endeavor, before Endeavor, we even got his little retribution shine in the previous chapters. And you, and here you see that Endeavor said that Toroki flames are stronger than his. And that's pretty impressive by far because one, it showed that even though he only have half fire, that his fire can rival that of his dad's. And two, that there's a move that his dad would want him to learn, which I don't know what move it is, but I think it is Hellfire, if I believe. Or anyway, that's beside the point. Pretty much Endeavor want to pass on that ability to him. And, but the only reason why Toroki, he probably didn't get it passed on is because Toroki 
got Ray, which is his mother, weakness in him. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think just show him that he's more conscious, more aware, and concerned about other people's feelings and so. But pretty much in Chapter 202, the fight hasn't really started yet. It was about to start for the most part. Um, how it ends pretty much is Class 1B, one of the guys from Class 1, Tetsu, or however you say his name, was pretty much running through everything, trying to find Class 1A. And at the end, it said, Toroki said, their aim is most likely to bring this to a head-to-head battle. Let's do this, Class A, Team 3. And it ends like that. So my prediction is it's going to be pretty much a clean sweep for Class 1A, Team 3, because a lot of these people, you got Soji, Ida, and Ojiro. These guys all, well, Soji and Soji and Ojiro pretty much handle a hand-to-hand combat. So right off the bat, that's going to be taken care of. And these enemies that Class 1B has, I don't know their quirks like that, except for the one who can turn harden his body into steel. And But pretty much these guys, Soji and Ojiro, is going to be pretty much like hand-to-hand combat type style. And Ida is definitely speed, which that's going to bring uh, big advantage to Team 1A. Also, for and then you got uh, Shoto, who's pretty much one of the strongest characters in the series. So I feel like it's a guaranteed win for them. So I'm going to give him automatically, you know, a clean sweep in the next chapter. But, you know, just to make it interesting, I'm going to just say either lose just so they can add a little twist to it. And But in the end, Team 3-1-A will be 3-1 pretty much and pretty much win this whole entire event. But, you know, you guys can tell me if you guys think they are or if they're not. You know, that's up to you guys. But anyway, that's pretty much it for My Hero Academia Chapter 201, 202 review, and later on I will be dropping my Promise Neverland review, so stay tuned.